Hello. I hate to sound like a broken record, but I really am so hungry today. <laughs> I'm totally hungry today, but I am also equally as excited about this episode. In case you don't know who I am, I'm Lisa Lillian, also known as Hungry Girl. We are here in Hungryland. I'm with Mikey and Jamie, who help me do this every week. Hey. Hello. Hello, humans. You good? Yeah. How All are right. you? You good? I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. super hungry. We, we started later than usual. <sighs> good thing we have food to eat today. Yay. Very, very excited about today's episode. It is all about comfort food. Woohoo. Do I hear applause? Applause? Applause, applause. It's the comfort food <laughs> episode. I have been fighting a cold. I've been doing my best to have some comfort food in the, in the name of chicken noodle soup, usually with very limited noodles, <laughs> but still comforting nonetheless and helping my cold. Um, but comfort food is something that we all love. It's food that makes us feel nostalgic in some way. Sometimes people confuse it with junk food um, just because of how comforting the food is. Like, is pizza junk food or comfort food? I think of it more as junk food. To me, comfort food is very carby mm-hmm. and um, like mashed potatoes to me oh. is my ultimate that's my comfort food. Mac and cheese, grilled cheese. Mm-hmm. Those are all comfort foodie. Meatloaf is comfort food. What about you guys? What are your favorites? Um, first thing that comes to mind is um, matzo ball soup. But I guess that's when you're like sick or something. But peanut butter and jelly. That's like my <laughs> ultimate, of course. We should have seen that coming. Yeah. Yes. Very obvious. Mine is something my mom used to make when I was a kid called spaghetti pie. I don't know if this is a real thing or she made it up, but it was basically like cooked spaghetti with tomato sauce, like formed into a pie and it got like a crust on the bottom. It was so good. It's totally a thing. Well, it is. And we have a bunch of recipes yes. for spaghetti like pie yeah. items, mm. but it's a thing. Yeah. Your mom is okay, nice. Good. I want her to make some for us. <laughs> you know, my mom made a thing called a hamburger pie. So we should get the two pies together. And they should make a pie baby. Yeah. Pie baby. That's a pie <laughs> hamburger, baby. Pie baby, but also hamburger spaghetti pie. That sounds yum. Ooh, that's tasty. All yeah. right. Okay, All right. Maybe I'm that. just really hungry. <laughs> but no, today we've got a lot of tips and tricks and hacks and food finds and a chew and tell and shockers. It is a jam-packed comfort food episode, and I am very excited about jumping in. And so let's get started. All right, nothing says comfort food like pie. McDonald's is back with their holiday pie. Uh, I've never had one of these pies, but their website describes it as creamy smooth vanilla custard nestled in a flaky buttery crust glazed with sugar and topped with rainbow sprinkles. Uh, Now, the pies are not available at all locations, so you might want to call your local McDonald's before you go. Um, And in case you were wondering, now the the nutritionals aren't that bad, at least in my mind. Uh, 260 calories and 12 grams of fat per pie. So it's not too bad, right? It's not too bad. But my favorite part of that is that you can actually think about calling your local McDonald's. (laughs) You can't call ahead at McDonald's. Why not? I've never done that, nor do I think it's a thing. But we should try. We should call to see if there's there's a McDonald's here because I want to try this pie. Yeah. Or when you do like Uber Eats, maybe you could ask the Uber Eats driver to (laughs) To call call ahead for you. Yeah. yeah. That's a a special request. (laughs) Do you think they have a pickle phone or a hamburger phone? Like you have both of those. (laughs) I do. It's like the hotline. You should just lift it up and it should automatically ring McDonald's, don't you think? Yeah, totally. (laughs) All right, we're trying the pie. You on board? Yeah. Yeah, let's go get it. Good. So this is the opposite of comfort food. The Disgusting Food Museum is opening up in Los Angeles. Anyone excited about that? Me. Yeah, me too. Uh, The museum opens December 9th uh, through February 17th and features disgusting food from around the world like maggot cheese, Sheep eyeball juice, what? frog smoothies, and this one's probably not humane, uh, drowned baby mice in rice wine. 
Um, and there's going to be 80 exhibits uh, altogether, and some of them you can actually try. So I guess we're going to go on a road trip and try them all out, right? Um, first of all, this is so horrifying. It's appropriately named. I don't even know what these... These are not real things. Are they just like con- concocting them for no. the museum, or these are real no, delicacies? these are real delicacies from around the world. Like Sheep the, eyeball juice? Sheep eyeball juice, I believe, was like a Norwegian uh, food. Drowned baby mice in rice wine? That's uh, is that how from they're China. Killed? I hope not. I think it's just like they're drowned, like they're soaking in it. I don't know. Then they would be soaked baby mice. <sighs> they're soaking in it. Marinated. Palm olive. <laughs> Wait a minute. No, this is horrible. I am not on board with this. I was. I thought it was really cool until I heard the details. Mm-hmm. I'm horrified. Who's horrified? I am. I'm kind of curious. I want to go. No. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Let's make a weekend out of it. Mm. A weekend. Take, take <laughs> oh pictures. Oh my God, Jamie. A weekend. <laughs> Maybe we you, gonna... you can book a nice motel nearby. Yeah. That's, uh, no, if you go, Mike, you're going to have to take a personal day. It's not a work trip. I, I'll, uh, all right. Fine. I'll go on the weekend. How about that? I'll stay home. <laughs> We've got that settled. Go. Okay. And that's all I got. All right. Well, that's good. At least some of that was good. I'm, I'm on board with the pie. Yeah. All right. So starting today's episode with the meat and potatoes, no pun intended, for the comfort foods. <laughs> comfort food finds. These are things that you can find in your local supermarket that you can keep in your house that can make eating comfort food even easier and more calorie friendly. They're Love all it. like Hungry Girl centric, amazingly delicious, and I support them. Yes. First one up, this is something I've been enjoying since probably 2006 or so. It's a, it's a product that I've been writing about and we've featured in our daily emails and it's always in my life and in my pantry. It is Amy's Chunky Tomato Bisque. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. Such a good one. Now, if people out there are not familiar with it, I'm going to describe it to you. So it's like a tomato soup that's a little bit thick, tiny 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 bit of like cream Mm -hmm. and a sweet flavor and it is not only is it a soup that eats like a soup but you can use it as a sauce and we use it in recipes as a sauce it is by far the best tomato soup i've ever had hands down mike have you tried it i don't think i have i'm sure i've had it in something that was made here but i don't think i've had it just by itself so yum 130 calories a cup there's two servings in a can, four grams of fat each serving. So the stats are not bad at all. There is no other soup that can compare. I want everybody out there to try this soup and then let us know. It's something you have to taste to believe. I love too that it's like perfect for like two or three ingredient meals. Like I think we have a recipe for chipino where we just throw in some, you know, some clams and some shrimp. It's such a great starter. It is. It's a, It's great for everything. So check it out but also other soups are good to find as well that are comforting and progresso light specifically do they still call it progresso light i think they do i think they have a bunch of it's like heart healthy but they have the light line the heart healthy line i just remember like i love all the creamy soups that Mm -hmm. they make in that line that have such great stats like they have a new england clam chowder that's the creamy clam chowder they have a chicken pot pie soup a creamy Mm. chicken noodle soup so good, and they taste really good for cre- for canned soups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like and especially for light ones. They have a broccoli cheese. It's like things you would never expect to be low in calories for a soup. So delicious. I like soup as a snack. One of my biggest tips. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, I like snacks that are meal snacks. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll eat a bar every now and then, but to me, a home-run snack is something that eats like a small meal, and mm-hmm. soup is, is the best. I feel like we all need more soup in our lives. Okay. We do. Before uh, there were more than just the two... When you were growing up, was it Campbell's or Progresso in your household? 
We used to eat a lot of chunky, Campbell's chunky oh, soup. Oh, yeah. yeah. The soup that eats like a meal. Remember the like, commercials? Yeah, so so thick you can eat it with a fork, yeah. but you'll want to <laughs> use a spoon to get every drop. Yeah. It's crazy to think that, I mean, like 20, 30 years ago, there were only two two brands of soup that you could like get anywhere, right? Now and it's, there were like five channels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. The world is going crazy. Gone mad. <laughs> I know. No, but we also had tabachnik when I was growing oh, up. Oh, tabachnik. Yeah. yeah. They frozen were pretty good. pouches. They are mm-hmm. good. They're like 60 calories. They have a cabbage soup one I love. And I used to always try to make those in a pot with boiling water Did instead of using the microwave. For whatever reason, like the instruction. No, yeah, it took forever. I would Aww. eat it frozen. I'd eat like soup popsicles <laughs> because I didn't oh, want to no. wait for the damn soup to boil. It's like a spacho. I would do, you just, you cut an X on the back of the package and then you put the X side down in a bowl and then you microwave it and you pull it out of the pouch. Oh, Jamie's bragging about her soup <laughs> making skills. No, I'm getting nostalgic. It's true though. No, but they still make that soup and yeah. it is really good. Mm-hmm. So we are big soup fans here and it's comforting and you can, you can make, delicious soups we have great recipes at hungry-girl.com but you could also buy great ones at the store okay Perfect. next up veggie noodles and riced veggies mm. now these are things I, and i feel like i talk about them till i'm blue in the face am i blue in the face <laughs> blue, yeah. my face blue yeah i think because okay. you have a cold a little turquoise turquoise <laughs> it's my favorite color blue but seriously they make comfort food in your house so much easier because we all think about like pasta and rice and things that are very carby as comfort food. And these veggies do the same thing. They achieve the same Mm -hmm. purpose with a fraction of the carbs and a teeny tiny fraction of the calories. So Green Giant, of course, who is a partner. The experts. They are the experts. We partner with them. They are not sponsoring this podcast, but we are obsessed with their foods. They make veggie spirals, the frozen ones, and the frozen riced veggies home run out of the park. Um, but you can also find a lot of these things in the fresh produce section mm-hmm. as well. So find them if you're too lazy to make them yourself, which is understandable. It is easy to make these things yourself, but they come pre-riced and pre-spiralized, so you have no excuse. It's true. Yeah. I had kind of written off rice in my life until riced cauliflower. Like, I like it, but it's just, you know, for 150, 200 calories, it's such a small portion. But it's so cozy and comforting, so I mm-hmm. love that I can have cauliflower rice. Yep. We had it for Thanksgiving, cauliflower rice uh, stuffing. The stuffing. It was mm-hmm. so good. Hungry Girl recipe. Yeah, that should be a year-round I thing. I totally agree. It was like the best thing. Mm-hmm. It's my new favorite Hungry Girl recipe. Ooh. Yeah, we're gonna. can we link to that on our food yes. page? Yeah. Cauliflower rice stuffing. I would stuffing my face with it every day. Yeah. Stuffing. Cauliflower yeah. stuffing your face stuffing. We missed an opportunity there with that <laughs> name. <laughs> okay, next up, cauliflower pizza crust. All right, so... Green Giant makes this as well. Mm-hmm. Trader Joe's makes one as well. Mm-hmm. They also make a butternut squash pizza crust. Oh, yes. It's like a frozen pizza crust that you just bake up in a couple of minutes. The best. You can make the best pizza ever with the crust. I like these crusts so much that I eat them alone. Mm-hmm. Really? Is it weird? Yeah. No, yeah, it's like a flatbread. I will use it as a flatbread. You heat it up first though, right? I don't eat it frozen. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> we've, we've just found out that you eat soup frozen. So I know. I have. I've done it. Like... I have a problem. I can't be the only one that does this, but like when I was a kid, we used to eat, when I came home from school, like Weaver's chicken drummies, Mm -hmm. these like frozen chicken drummies. And I would not wait until they were cooked in the toaster oven. I would like stand over the toaster oven and I would eat them when they were frozen. No, were they fully cooked? They were fully cooked. Okay, good. Yes. But it was like a chicken popsicle. Sometimes when I'm heating up my frozen veggies, I'll like take a little frozen carrot and Eat it. <laughs> Michael, look at me. He's like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, it doesn't Sometimes seem right. Sometimes you don't want to wait. Yeah. Yeah. We're impatient. <laughs> it's an amuse bouche. It's a little. Uh... 
So yeah, the pizza crusts and the veggies, everything that makes you feel like you're eating the carbiest, mm-hmm. most high-calorie comfort foods, but they're made with veggies. Mm. This is a lifesaver. We're lucky to be living in these times. We are, and we're lucky that we have Trader Joe's so close to us. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Because I know we talk about Trader Joe's all the time, but that is the home of comfort foods. Okay, I'm going to talk to you a little about how I feel about when I go to Trader Joe's. I feel like Trader Joe's is run by a group of magical fairies. <laughs> Seriously. You go in every single week and you see these products that look like they've been in development for like 10 months, all cutting edge, all mm-hmm. brand new. Things that you're like, how can they have five new things that you've never seen before that are just everything you'd ever want in a food it, 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 within a week or two? It's and like, then they last for like three weeks and they're gone. Yeah. It's like the Santa Claus of supermarkets. Yeah, it's something. I don't know. I feel like... I want to meet the geniuses behind Trader Joe's. There's something there. It's magic. It's like they blink the foods into the stores. Mm-hmm. Seriously, because last week, and, and I'm going to get into this later because one of the things I like, well, actually, I'll get into it now, but like I'm such a French fry person. Mm-hmm. That to me is like another ultimate comfort food. Mm. And they have the delicata squash that's yes. frozen that you can bake into fries. But just on Sunday, I went in and they have the fresh cut delicata. I saw that. Yeah, I saw I bought that. It. Yeah. It's like, it's and, and and it just appeared out of nowhere like magic. It made me want to cry. I think they heard our podcast talking about, or no, it was not. It was in an email that our uh, delicata fries, right? Yeah, we yeah. made them in the air fryer. Yeah, we did. They saw the email and they're like, "Oh, we got to make it easier for everybody." And they they, they, did. they love us. Yeah, they care about us. Feelings are mutual. <laughs> All right. In addition to that, you know, they do have a lot of other things. I ate this last night for dinner, the cauliflower gnocchi. The entire bag has like 330 calories. I actually made two kinds last night. One kind used one of my Lisa Loves It products that I'm going to talk about a little later. And the other was just in marinara sauce. It was so delicious. I don't know. I, I, I have to tell you, if I ever read that people don't love the cauliflower and yoki from Trader Joe's, I feel like going to their house and making it mm-hmm. for them. Well, you can make it wrong, right? Isn't yes. there a better way? To, what's the best way to make it? Best way to make it is in a skillet. And I like to almost burn it. Yeah, like it's a I little like gummy to, if you microwave it, I think. Yeah, if you microwave it, it's a big mistake. Wouldn't it be good with Amy's chunky tomato bisque as a sauce on Fantastic. it? Fantastic. <gasps> yes. Or you, if you took, if you made it like a dumpling soup, like oh if you my made God. a gnocchi Ooh. soup out of it, it would be great. But you could mm-hmm. use it as a sauce. You can mix and match almost anything. Wait, truly. Let's go back. That's so genius, putting them in a soup. Like, only like you dumplings. would think of that. Like, that's so brilliant. <laughs> it's just delicious. Wow. It's just because it's like the food that makes me, I don't know. I always think about ways to eat more food and mm-hmm. eat delicious food. And the gnocchi... We actually sent it to the lab. I don't know if I should be <gasps> saying this, but like we, we sent did. it, we sent it to the lab, and we don't make a habit of sending things to the lab. But what lab? There's like a food lab. It's a magical lab where you mm-hmm. could test calorie counts, <gasps> and it's expensive, so we don't really do it very often. But this one came in pretty much spot on. Yay! So I was happy. Sometimes they don't, right? Sometimes they don't, and I don't like to talk about it mm-hmm. truly because you have to be careful with things like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was right, uh, good to that's know. a good product. All right, next up. The stuffed peppers. Mike, don't you eat these all the time? Yeah, they're great. Describe they're so them. Um, so it's meaty, and it's a pepper. <laughs> it's so it's like, a bell, it's like a bell pepper? Yeah, it's a bell pepper uh, cut in half and then filled with the meat. I've yeah. had it. Is it beef or is it turkey? I can't remember. I've had them both. Um, I, actually, I, I think the turkey is what I usually go for, but I believe they do have the beef one as well. It's the meatloaf uh, stuffed pepper, I believe, is what it is. Yum. Yeah. I'll give you the official. It's... Uh, the stuffed peppers with seasoned ground turkey, brown rice, mozzarella, and Parmesan cheese and tomato sauce. So good. And it's in the fridge section, right? Yes. It's not frozen. Yeah. 
I love those. Mm-hmm. I had them. Like, I, the problem is I want to eat like both of them. They come in a package of two, right? Yeah. I want to eat both of them at once. But they're just incredible. All right. And then there was another product that Erin um, brought in. I almost called her Ellen. <laughs> We've got Ellen's generous marching around here. But Erin brought it in. Um, it was a broccoli and cauliflower gratin, or is it gratine? How do you say gratin? Gratin. I say, well, if you want to be fancy and you buy it at Target. Is it gratin? No, it's gratin. It's gratin. <laughs> like all gratin means yeah, with cheese. Yeah. So it's uh, broccoli and cauliflower gratin. This tray is like gooey cheesy ridiculousness so the tray i think has four servings i'm not positive four or six servings i think four 130 calories and seven grams of fat so you really you're gonna want to eat like a half of the tray so you gotta Mm -hmm. either use it as a side or i use it as a sauce like i'll throw it over veggie noodles oh my god so yummy i heard squeals of excitement and joy coming from the test kitchen when when you guys discovered this Yes, and I, I just love the fact that I think I ate it as part of my lunch for two days in a row, and I was like, this is good stuff, and we have to talk about it. Um, okay, another thing at Trader Joe's we're going to actually try, right? Okay, this is something that's always in my fridge, and I know you guys love it too. Mike, This is you eat this on the regular, right? What is it? I don't even know. Okay, it's, it, it's the Italian-style oh. turkey meatloaf. Yeah, I love it. It's so good. And it's mm. ridiculous. Ridiculous. I think it's... Smell that. The calorie counts are really low. It's 250 calories mm. for a fourth of the package. Oh. So is that all nice for me? Hunk. That is not all for you because I'm going to try some of that too. I'm just. I'm going to pretend I never ate it. Do we mm. have forks? We have forks. Yay. We're, all right, you, Mike, you go first. Okay. You sure? I might take the whole thing. It's okay. <laughs> if you do, I'll oh my God, it. it looks so good. I will good. deal with it. So what's the story with this? So the deal is it's in the refrigerated section and it's fully cooked. It's turkey meatloaf. It's Italian style because it's got like marinara sauce on top. It's got veggies in the middle. And it's, I don't know, it's the best tasting thing ever. Jamie, do you know this stuff? I have not tasted this, all so right, I'm really have, excited. Ooh, look at that. It. We're all You can tell we're all hungry because we're taking huge mm-hmm. bites. Huge, except right. we haven't chewed it yet. Okay, let's, let's go for it. Mm. Holy moly. It's the texture, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like perfect. And the spice, I don't know what they put in there, but it's so good. Italian. It like melts in your mouth. It's Italian. Italian Delicious. seasoning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we wow. should send this to the lab. Because wow. I feel like it's just, you get so much bang for your calorie mm-hmm. buck out of this. You can mm-hmm. tell they use like breadcrumbs in it. Yeah. It's really mm-hmm. soft. and Very yeah. soft. Let me know Moist. what you're going to take and I'll take the rest. You the rest. <laughs> Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Jamie? It's all you. Okay, while Mike eats the rest of the meatloaf, we are going to move on to our hacks. What the hack? What the hack, what the hack is it? <laughs> okay, these are things that you can do at home to make your favorite comfort foods easily with like only a couple of ingredients with a fraction of the calories. First things first, everyone likes to faux fry chicken, right? Mike, do you I know, know what that I means? Do. Faux fry? Fake fry. Yes. I know Fake. faux. He goes... <laughs> Fake fry. Yeah. <laughs> I know faux. Faux and I go way back. There's a uh, Beatles band, a cover band called the Fab Faux. <laughs> so they're the fake Beatles. The Fab Faux. We That's so funny because fab... I know the Fab Four. Yeah. We should make the Fab Faux fry chicken. We should, totally. And we should make like four pieces of it. Yes. To one to represent each beetle. Yes. There are four beetles, right? <laughs> Shape them to look mm-hmm. like them. Shape them. I love Ringo. He's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want a faux fried chicken, I used to use Fiber One exclusively. Now I sometimes do a combination of cereals 
or a combination of cereal and whole wheat panko breadcrumbs. Sometimes it's hard to find whole wheat panko breadcrumbs, but you can buy them on Amazon. Mm -hmm. But it's just great because you can either use your air fryer or you could just bake things in the oven, but you want to dip it in your egg whites or your egg beaters and then coat it in this high fiber, lower calorie coating. You do not need to fry it at all. You just bake it on a baking sheet and you have crispy, delicious chicken nuggets. How do you, how do you do this with cereal? Well, that's a good question, Jamie. I didn't even think to tell people. I, I know the answer, but I was prompting I know, you. <laughs> Jamie knows the answer because she's worked here for, what, 13 years Something now? Like that, and yeah. we've faux fried everything under the sun. And there was a time when all I did was, like, I practically slept with my magic bullet <laughs> under my pillow. And I had it plugged in. I'd wake up in the middle of the night and throw the fiber one into the magic bullet and then have it prepped in a bowl. So, like, I would keep fiber one breadcrumbs all around the house. I would use a magic bullet. You can use a blender or you could use a coffee grinder. So you just like grind it in, into like breadcrumb like shapes and that's how you coat your stuff. Genius. Wow. And then you season it? You season it, right. Because it's a little, I don't know if it's sweet anymore. I think it's less sweet than it used to mm-hmm. be. But I would, I'll use like salt and pepper, garlic powder, Italian seasoning, whatever you want to season it up to, to make it less cereal tasting mm-hmm. and more like a coating. Well, and I like to, when we're trying to be like super duper clean and all natural they have natural brand cereals like what do you call them like brand twigs <laughs> yes in fact wait we're, we're at trader joe's the other day and i'm standing there with my husband and he's like where would i find like a high fiber cereal and their version of it and he wasn't kidding mm-hmm. but their version is called trader joe's high fiber cereal <laughs> and it's their version no mystery they That's make it no easy mystery for you. it's their twig there you go and they are good and those are not sweet and there's nothing artificial in them i don't think can you so you can make fried chicken basically with this faux fried chicken faux fried chicken i do think that if you add in a little whole wheat panko or even regular panko it makes the texture slightly crispier Mm -hmm. than just the cereal so just be experimental and have fun with it but the key is you don't need to fry it you just bake it and that's that's the way to save all the calories you don't need the oil and you don't need to deep fry or fry anything (gasps) could you make chicken parm with it Yes. Mm. We have lots of recipes. Are they going to end up on our food cast page? They are. They are. Thanks, Jamie. There's a lot. I mean, chicken parm, chicken nuggets, chicken, I mean, onion rings. I mean, everything that you'd ever want to faux fry. It's something that, it's a technique that I like to think that we started. Totally started. Back in 2004. But everybody does it now. Not to belittle it. But nobody calls it as cute as faux fry. I hope not. If they do, they're copying. It's okay. Okay. Next up, meatloaf. We just talked about meatloaf at Trader Joe's, but Mm. if you want to make meatloaf at home, I recommend portion control. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of meatloaf recipes Mm -hmm. that you make them in a muffin pan. They're so cute too. Adorable. Mm -hmm. You just bake them at about 375 for 35 minutes. I like to use extra lean ground beef. Mm -hmm. That's my meat of choice. And then you throw in a little panko, some spices. We have a lot of different flavor profiles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have Italian, we have Greek, we have... And we use turkey for some of them. Yeah. But they're great. Do you have a favorite? Um, Well, I think this is in the next book that's not coming out for a while. But I think we have one with like, do we have one with like feta and olives or something? Yeah, the Greek one is really good. Was that, I think we, I don't know if we, I think we have so many Greek recipes that maybe we had 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 a a big one and then a mini one. But yes, we're going to put some. We have one that has mashed potatoes on top of it. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, didn't we also have cupcakes. one that had mashed potatoes right, and peas and carrots? Yes, for sprinkles. It's cup, meatloaf <gasps> cupcakes. So cute. Mm-hmm. We make a lot of cute things. We do. We're going to put up some recipes so you can get them. But that's a great way to have your meatloaf fix, portion controlled, and for a nice, decent calorie count with tons of flavor. Okay, spaghetti and meatballs. 
Who likes spaghetti and meatballs? Hands up, hands up. Hands up, feet up. (laughs) All right, but we make the spaghetti out of non-spaghetti items. So these days it's either spaghetti squash or zucchini noodles. Mm. And they're so easy because you can either buy them Mm pre-spiralized or you can spiralize them yourself or you can make spaghetti squash, to me, is genius. 40 calories a cup. I know. And to me, it's... There are certain things that I like zucchini noodles for and certain things I like spaghetti Mm -hmm. squash for. Spaghetti squash and meatballs. Especially the day we figured out how to slow cook a spaghetti squash without even having to cut it when it's raw. Yes. The best day ever. You're right. Because that's the thing people get the most scared about. It's like hacking into a spaghetti squash. It's scary. It is. It's like very intimidating. But Mm. if you have a slow cooker, you need a large one. Put a little bit of water in. Put the spaghetti squash in. Cover it. And then throw it in for two hours. I know. It's the best. I don't know why. We have to start, Mike, add that to the list. Yeah. So it, it, it would take two hours in the Instant Pot as well? Or is it shorter? We have no, an Instant Pot recipe for Yeah, it. we yeah. do. It's faster. It's yeah. way faster yeah. in the Instant Pot. Cool. And there's, there's definitely hacks. Like if you want to slice it in half and throw it in the microwave, yeah. you can cook it for in like 12 or 15 mm-hmm. minutes. It, there are ways to make it faster. It just depends on how much patience you have and how much you care about actually cut hacking into it when it's not soft well i always follow our recipes because if i try and cut into it raw i will hurt myself but what we do in the recipes is we put it in the microwave no matter how we're cooking it if we're going to cut into it put it in the microwave for like six minutes just to get it soft enough Mm -hmm. to like get the knife through it then you cut it and you can bake it or microwave it yep do the same thing with butternut squash yes makes it less scary Mm mm-hmm don't be scared of your vegetables, people. Embrace the gourds. <laughs> <laughs> I want a t-shirt that says, embrace the gourds. Wait, I will needle point it for you. <laughs> oh my God. You're going to craft it. on Jamie on your Etsy site, yep. which by the way is great. Coming we're, soon. Wait, we're going to link to that too, right? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Jamie crafts stuff. I don't know if you know that. Like yeah. she spends her evening hours and her Saturdays and Sundays mm-hmm. making things. Like she hand paints things and you got to check them out because yep. they're really good. Custom orders. I'm going to do one for you, Lisa, that says embrace the gourds. Embrace With the a little gourds. picture of a butternut squash. Oh. <laughs> and speaking of butternut squash, that is like what I use to make my French fries of choice. I will try to make anything into a French fry, especially if it's a low calorie <laughs> item because French fries are one of my favorite comfort foods. And mm-hmm. here's another hack. Just take any of your veggies that you like, carrots, turnips butternut squash and you make little fries out of them how do you like how do you make them taste like fries well you it's it's a really good question you put salt and ketchup on them basically. <laughs> <laughs> that'll make it that'll make your sneaker taste like a french fry but um if you cut them up and especially if you cut them into french fry shapes mm-hmm. and then you bake those that they taste like fries i just load them up with ketchup especially carrots you'd be surprised they remind mm-hmm. me of sweet potatoes sweet they, potato fries yeah because they're really sweet yeah and delicious but you need a crinkle cutter which mm-hmm. you can get at bed bath and beyond mm-hmm. or on amazon we'll link you to one we will and then you pat them dry and cook the veggies at 425 until they're crispy or you can use an air fryer if you're lucky enough to have one um but it's easy you have no excuse you don't need to make french fries at home out of potatoes nope not you can. All. You can do half and half. You can. If you want to. Right. Or turnips and potatoes yes, go well that's together. that's a good combo. That's a great combo. See, this is another comfort food that before the Hungry Girl versions, I had just kind of written off. Like, I would have them occasionally, but they were not a part of, like, my regular life. And now with all these veggie swaps, it's so easy. I'm indebted to you, Lisa. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thanks. But the delicata. Let's not move on from the veggie fries without mm-hmm. talking. Delicata squash is only in season for a very yeah. short time. Really? Grab it now. So yeah, so grab it now. Can I know you, it's. Can, can you freeze them? Yeah, because they well, because they come frozen. Oh, yeah. So okay. yes, but I wonder how long they would last without getting freezer burned. Definitely a few months. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. if you wrap them really well. 
Mm-hmm. And I think people people have already said that they're phasing out the frozen delicata from Trader Joe's. So yeah. grab that if you see it. And then the fresh just showed up. Yeah. So get that too. Speaking of potatoes, my all-time favorite comfort food from the time I was a little small child, mashed potatoes. And we have tons of mashies recipes. And the hack here is that you could either use cauliflower to make your mashed potatoes you could use butternut squash to make your mashed potatoes, mm-hmm. or you could do a combination of like cauliflower and potato. So you do a half and half. Oh, that's good. I like the half and half ones. I mean, these are fool the family good. Fool the family, especially if your family has terrible taste buds. No, <laughs> just I kidding. It, I think it's like one of the best veggie swaps. Like it really, really tastes like mashed potatoes. I agree. I agree, especially when you take the cauliflower and you mash it up and the texture blends in with the potato and then you add whatever it is we're going to add. You know, in our case, it's like Brumlin Brown or light butter and garlic and uh, just deliciousness Mm. or cheese or like a a cheese helper, a a light cream cheese or a laughing cow wedge. Did you say a cheese helper? Yeah, cheese helper. What's a cheese helper? Well, I'm going to give you the best cheese helper in this episode. Okay. Because it's not really cheese at all. I've never heard that term before. Oh, it's like something that like assists cheese. It's it's a cheese assistant. Walking it across the street. (laughs) It's not a walker. (laughs) It's not a cheese walker. But it's a cheese. It's like, remember hamburger helper? It's like a cheese helper. All right. I made that up just now. I like that. If it's stupid, it's stupid. Oh, that's great. Okay. All right, final hack. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mike, you've never tried this, so we we made this just for you today. What is it? All right, it's something that I've been doing for a really long time. I actually made it on my show back in the day on Food Network. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love French toast, and I, I, I like always thought of, well, what's the way to make French toast and have it be completely calorie controlled and have it still be delicious and not use depressing bread? And also, <laughs> sorry to call bread depressing but sometimes bread is like if it's a really small skinny slice of bread you're not excited Mm -hmm. so i use hot dog buns oh wow so you take a hot dog bun so it's instant portion control should i take one yeah the thing that makes it fun is that you can stuff the french toast i don't like anything that's difficult to do or anything where it's going to be messy and the hot dog bun it gives you like a little pouch so you could stuff oh, it with like so ricotta smart. or something. But let's just say, bite into it. I want to see what you think. Should I do it with or without the do syrup? Do it with syrup. Okay. So the, the way to lighten up French toast is you start with like a light-ish bread option. Um, and then you use an egg wash or like an egg. Wow, he put the whole thing in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. it yummy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I flavor up the egg. I put cinnamon, sometimes stevia, a little bit of vanilla, and then you soak your bread in it, and then you throw it in the skillet with that a little bit of... Perfection. It's good, right? I'm going to taste this. All right. It's cold, but I'm sure it's great. I know I have a few fans mm. out there that are waiting for this moment. Mike's brilliant idea. I know it. There's already a recipe. Yeah, there is. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a it's carnival food. You know, when you go to the fair and they have all these like, you know, Oreo, deep fried Oreos. Mm-hmm. Hot dog... In the middle of that, with the French toast, and then full fried. All right, that's interesting. We don't have a recipe for that. No, we don't. But you don't need to full fry it. But I love the idea of hot dog well, French toast. Well, because you know how everything is deep fried at the at the fair. So this instead of deep frying it, yeah. Hungry Girl style, it would be full fried. Yeah, but I, I mean, yes, but I don't know. <laughs> You're if You're going to get really excited when you hear what we thought you were talking about. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Jamie, take. I'm it having away. another one. Keep talking. We have several recipes for stuffed. French toast made with hot dog buns that are stuffed with peanut butter. Oh you I don't think even know that. A peanut butter and jelly. There's a peanut butter and cream cheese, like a, yep. a cheesy one. You know what this reminds me of? 
Heaven. is my grandma used to make um, French toast challah. I knew you were going to mm-hmm. say that. And it's yeah. just so, because it's got a little bit of the sweet. That's what it's yeah. based on. Yeah. And mm-hmm. well, what's great about it compared to regular bread is that you get these like doughy nuggets because the, the bun is thicker than a regular slice of bread. That's why you we don't have to use to the sad on bread. These. Hang on, I'll get you the syrup. It's so yeah. yummy. The syrup's right here. I don't even, I mean, it's so good without the syrup too. It's good anyway. you slice it. No pun intended, but um, but it's easy to stuff. Again, I am a person that it's like if they made chicken pockets where it was like chicken breast that you could just stuff because <gasps> it was a pocket. Like if I know it sounds weird, like if uh, I'm not saying that they should try to genetically modify the chicken, but if it was easy, if something's easy, you'll do it. So you can stuff these buns without feeling like you'll feel like a chef and you'll feel like you're doing something really fancy and it's just no effort, right? Yeah. Mike is sorry. has his face full of food. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, everything you said, I'm in heaven. Good, I'm glad. You can eat the rest of those later. Okay. All right, those hacks were really helpful. I know I mentioned the cheese helper, so I'm feeling compelled right now to tell you about something that is so special to me. Lisa loves cake. My personal cheese helper. Are you ready? <laughs> Here's what a cheese helper is. There's something called Anthony's Premium Cheddar Cheese Powder. I know it sounds a little scary. It comes in a bag. I get it on Amazon. It's like... It's imagine like when you get the blue box mac and cheese from Kraft, mm-hmm. that the, the cheese powder, That's it's like a best. better version of wow. that. Oh better? my gosh. It is. Well, because, it's premium. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you. So we wrote about it in a daily email. There was um, something on Amazon, a product that we linked to that mm-hmm. looked just like the blue box mac and cheese powder. Mm-hmm. Then we discovered Anthony's, which tastes even better. It's so creamy. I actually used it last night. I took a couple of teaspoons of it. I added maybe like a tablespoon of unsweetened almond milk. I mixed it up. I microwaved it. I heated it. And then I melted a wedge of laughing cow. Mm. And I just made like the best cheese sauce ever. Added a little garlic. And I used that on some of my cauliflower gnocchi. I would just eat that like fondue. It was so good. It is. It's like fondue. It's totally like fondue. So this Anthony is a genius. And he has a sense of humor because I don't have the bag in front of me. But it says something like, Whatever you do, do not look at the bottom of the bag. And then when you flip the bag over, it says, you're quite the rule breaker, aren't you? (laughs) It's like, I love you, Anthony. Not only is he making the best cheese powder ever, which only has 70 calories for two tablespoons, and you will not need to use two tablespoons. I literally use only a couple of teaspoons at a time. Four grams of fat for two tablespoons. The stats are great. Anthony's great. I put it on vegetables. I put it on, you can make your own like mac and cheese mm-hmm. with a combination of cauliflower and macaroni. You can do so many things with it. And we have, by the way, an amazing recipe. If you don't want to play guessing games and you want to know exactly how to make it, it might even be coming out the same day as this podcast, but coming up very soon or having just been in a daily email, we have a mac and cheese, a blue box, blue box mac and cheese swap made with this powder. Yes, yes, yes. Well, no matter what, we'll link you to the powder on our Foodcast page, and we'll make sure you have everything that you need to know. That's yep. what we do. All right, we are moving on now to, um, we, we don't do these very often on the podcast, and I think these were part of our world in in the past, and we focused more on them because they're a little depressing, but they're always fun. Mm-hmm. They're our shockers. Do we have a scream? <laughs> The truth is there's a lot of stuff out there in the world of comfort food at restaurants and restaurant chains that is just completely shocking. Some of it is obvious, Mm -hmm. but some of it is not as obvious. All of them are shocking. First up, TGI Fridays. I just call it Fridays. Do you call it TGI Fridays? I just call it Fridays. I just call it TGIs. Really? No, no. (laughs) That would be weird. (laughs) Okay. 
They have green bean fries. So here you are, you think you're going to be doing a good thing by not ordering French fries. You're ordering green bean fries. And these things have 900 <gasps> calories per order. Wow. 65 grams of fat. Oh my God. I would definitely think that was like one of the healthier appetizers. Well, to put it in perspective, it has more calories than the Philly cheesesteak egg rolls. Oh my God. They have 860. And the giant onion rings. That's surprising. They have 690. Surprising, wow. right? Yeah. It's, you might even say shocking. Yeah. <laughs> shocking. Let's try to figure that out. It's probably because each of the green, there's so much surface area mm -hmm. and you're, the green bean's skinny and then you're coating it with so much oil and coating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's a dipping sauce, but Well, and it's news. probably, it's like coated and deep fried, whereas regular fries are just fried. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You're right. You're not, it doesn't hold more of the oil. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, avoid them at all costs. Okay. The next shocker. The Cheesecake Factory's famous factory meatloaf. It, it sounds like it would be yeah. maybe a little high, but do you know it has 1,800 calories oh and 105 God. grams of total fat? What? That's meatloaf. That's horrific. That's crazy. I remember my, my dad would get that, thinking that he was getting the healthy option before they had calories on menus. Like, clearly that was not the healthy option. Clearly, he really did order it? Yeah. Was it good? Yeah, he loved it. Oh my gosh. That's like the amount of calories that most people eat in a day. Wow. Anyway, but the Cheesecake Factory, they have more shockers. Are you ready more? for this? Yes. Their side of sweet potato fries. Okay, this is a side of sweet potato fries. Guess how many calories? 600. Mm, 1,150. Good guess, Mike. 1,190 calories. Wow. 81 grams of fat. Oh, my God. Wow. 81. I thought sweet potatoes, like, don't they have, like, a health halo? Don't you think of them as healthier than regular potato fries? Everybody mm. does. And it's like, oh, yeah, there's vitamin K. But I don't know why. Their regular fries at the Cheesecake Factory have 1,070 calories. Also bad, but yeah. that's lower. That's lower than the sweet potato. But if you get two orders of the mashed potatoes you still only have 900 calories. Oh, my so God. The mashed potatoes have 450 calories. So please avoid the sweet potato fries at the Cheesecake Factory. Instead, you at home should just make carrot fries, mm -hmm. Hungry Girl carrot fries. All right, are you ready for another shocker? Mm -hmm. <laughs> claim jumper. Okay. I've never no, I like the claim jumper. I've never been. Really? Never. Road trip. That I would take you up on. Let's do it. There's one in, uh, like Northridge. in Northridge. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> mm -hmm. I want to go there. Um, I know someone that calls it the clam jumper. <laughs> but it's called the clam jumper. But I do know that every time when we first started out and we were doing our bite it and fight it, all the fight it's were from the clam yeah. jumper. And here's one now. The chicken pot pie at the clam jumper has 2,120 calories. How do they even get that many calories into one little pie? It's a really good question. But their country fried steak, which sounds really high, has 1,070. And their baby back ribs, which also sounds really high, only has 1,190. Uh, and oh. even these onlys are like absurdly high. Yes. That, thank you for clarifying that, Jamie. <laughs> it's true. The onlys are insanely high. But if you go there thinking, oh, I'll just get a chicken pot pie. It's a little chicken and veggies. You're going you're gonna to snarf down 2,120 wow. calories. That's a good word. Not okay. Snarf. Snarf. Okay. snarf. S-N-A-R-F. You could use it. I think I can only handle like one more shocker. I might fall off my chair. Well, the good news is we only have one shocker left, I think. Wow. All right. Are you ready for it? Mm -hmm. Claim jumper. We're not done oh, with you. Oh, no. Carrot cake. 1,920 what? calories. But it's carrots. 
I know. They abused carrots. Those poor carrots. The poor carrots. They have it worse than the mice that got drowned. (laughs) You know what? The truth about carrot cake, if I'm going to just give some helpful information right now, is like there is a health halo over carrots, and people think carrot cake might be a little healthier. But carrot cake is usually loaded, loaded, loaded with raisins and walnuts, and it's extra super sweet. And quite often it has a cream cheese frosting Mm -hmm. on the top. So, I mean... The carrot cake there is crazy. Their berry butter cake has twelve fifty. Their brownie a la mode fifteen ten. Those wow. are not great stats, but they are nothing in it, comparison to the nineteen twenty. It just goes to show you, like you can't judge a book by its cover. You can't judge a menu item by its name. I mean, berry butter cake has seven hundred less calories than the carrot cake. Yeah. And I people mean, these days, it's so easy to just go online and find out we did it. Find yes. out the nutritional information. That's, that's why we always say, like, before you go somewhere, look up look up the stats. Know what you're getting into. Because a lot of people like to make excuses. You go out to eat and you say, either I really want to eat this or I had no idea how many mm-hmm. calories were in that. Now you can know. So read it before you eat it. Read it before you eat it. Bonnie, Bonnie, <laughs> Bonnie's, Bonnie Tab Dix, our friend, she wrote a book called Read It Before oh, really? You Read It. Oh. Yeah. I thought I was um, being original. <laughs> but no, it, it's true. And knowledge is power. I say that all the time. Mm-hmm. And what we know, we should, we should take this knowledge and use it to our benefit. All right. Well, you know what? I'm ready for some fun. I don't know. We've, we're having fun, but yeah. I'm ready for more fun. Ah. What, do, what do we got? All right, I'm, I'm a little rusty. It's been a while. We're bringing back our game of chew or false. I missed it. Are you guys ready? You've had a lot of time. I miss losing. Oh, no. I feel like you're, you know, this is your wheelhouse. This is comfort food, chew or false. All right, so we're going to start things off. Chew or false. The term comfort food has been traced back to the 60s when a newspaper reported that foods like chicken soup could be used for people experiencing severe emotional stress. I'm going to say true because it sounds true. I'm going to say <laughs> false because it seems like comfort food has been around forever and the term has been around forever. It's chew. It's oh, true. Chew. Wow. I'll give you the full details. The term comfort food has been traced back to at least 1966 when the Palm Beach Post used it in a story. They said adults when under severe emotional stress, turn to what p- could be called comfort food. Foods associated with the security of childhood, like mother's poached egg or famous chicken soup. Hmm. Wow. I take issue with the poached egg. It's not comfort food, but that's amazing. That's good. Comfort right. food has come a long way. Next up, chew or false? Well, first, it's a fact that tomatoes are technically a fruit, right? Yes. That said, is it chew or false that tomatoes are the state vegetable of New Jersey? Oh, boy. That's totally something that would happen in New Jersey, yeah, that totally. the state vegetable would be a fruit. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm, I'm going to say chew or true because I really, really want it to be chew. Yeah, I agree. I think Jersey screwed up, and it's true. It, it pains me to put this in there because I am from New Jersey, partially. It's true. Yeah. The Even state vegetable of New Jersey is a fruit. Even more reason why you need to say you're from Pennsylvania or Philadelphia and not say you're from Jersey. I think we need to call up New Jersey (laughs) and talk to the governor Mm -hmm. and say, hey, do you know your state vegetable is a fruit? Someone's (laughs) got to tell them. They're going to be like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Forget about it. Respect the Jersey. Oh, I do. I love New Jersey. Some of my favorite Hungry Girl fans are from New Jersey. Most some of your favorite employees. (laughs) That's true. That is all true. Go is it, Jersey. Isn't New Jersey just the suburbs of New York and Philadelphia? 
Isn't that really what Jersey's known for? I have to say there was one famous person that was on the Howard Stern show and they uh, they were asked what the capital of New York was <laughs> and her answer was New Jersey. That's the best answer <laughs> ever. I'm not even going to reveal who it is, but you guys could Google it. Yeah. And then let us know who you think it is. All right. Don't Google this because we're going to try and fool you again. Ready? This yes. one's, we're, we were talking about potatoes, ultimate comfort food. So this is not a true or false, but a question. Which of the following is not a variety of potato? Potato. Potato. Beacon chipper, white rose, Irish cobbler, or red ruby? One of those is not a variety of potato. Would you like to hear them again? Mm-hmm. Yes. Beacon chipper, white rose, Irish cobbler, or red ruby? Mm-hmm. Well... My guess is going to be red ruby because I know that's a grapefruit, but it could be a potato as well. The first one sounds suspect, but I'm going to go with red ruby because I don't can't imagine that they would have a, a grapefruit and a potato with the same name. I'm going to go white rose. That's definitely a potato. Is it? Yeah, but I don't want to help you. Because there's red ruby. I don't need to help you. Right. No, yeah, no. Do you want to keep your answer? Let me think. I'm a, can I dial, dial a friend? No. <laughs> um, phone, a, phone a friend. Do no, I'll do Irish cobbler because that sounds like because Irish and potatoes are known for uh, for each other, and you're trying to trick me. So I'm gonna go watch. Irish it's gonna cobbler. be white rose. It's totally white rose. Was <laughs> it? <laughs> Unbelievable. Wait, not only that, but Lisa, you said. You is it red ruby? It's ruby red grapefruit. No, there is a right. There is a red ruby potato. There's also a gala potato. I almost oh. put that in there, and there's a gala apple. All right, I want to go on record and say a few things. One, I'm, maybe I'm dyslexic because I was thinking ruby red is red ruby. Two, I promise you I wasn't trying to throw you off. <laughs> I really thought there was a white rose yeah. potato. Yeah, because when you said it, I thought, oh, yeah, because the inside of a, t- of a potato is white. So, yeah, of course, white rose, that makes sense. So, yeah, the Irish cobbler, I thought. That cobbler, one sounds so made up. Yeah. It all sounded made up to me, cobbler, except white rose. That's how much I know. And a cobbler is a pie, right? You could have a potato pie. It could be a potato pie. This game makes me feel very... <laughs> Okay. Unintelligent. There's more to come. Okay, please. We're going to go mac and cheese. True or false? Kraft macaroni and cheese was introduced in 1937. That part's true. With the slogan, our mac and cheese is the bee's knees. True or false that that was the slogan? I think that is such a clever, creative slogan that is so 1937 that it has to be true. I'm going to say, because I need to catch up. And also because I think Jamie was trying to be cute. You're already winning. No, you're winning. I don't think so. I only got one right. No, you got three right. No, I didn't. I keep getting them wrong. Oh, okay. Whatever. <laughs> I, I still think it was Jamie trying to be cute and using the term bee's knees because she likes to do that stuff. So I'm going to say it's uh, false. Well, you're both right. It was a genius thing to come up with. And it was cute. And I made it up. <laughs> I know my wife. But wait, you want to know the real slogan? Yes. Make a meal for four and nine minutes. That's not a slogan. Yeah. That was their That's slogan. That's a promise. Yeah. That was their slogan. Make a meal for four in nine minutes. Okay. <laughs> I like yours better. All right. Last one. And I was challenged to come up with a good true or false about Meatloaf, the singer, because Mike considers himself a music aficionado. Mm-hmm. So are you ready? And I requested it because I'm just happy that there's a singer named Meatloaf. True <laughs> or false. A study at a university in England found that meatloaf's music stimulated plant growth. Wow. Meatloaf, plant growth. Hmm. 
Not the meatloaf question I was hoping for. I'm going to say one thing. Whether or not the study happened and whether or not the study found that it does stimulate plant growth, there is no way on earth that that's possible. Because if it was his Unless music, it could be anywhere. Right. Right. It would be mm-hmm. all music. So um, I'm going to say false. I'm going to say it's true. I think somebody did the test on music and they used Meatloaf's music as the example. Um, so that's the reason behind that. Um, and I'm curious to know what song. Was it I Would Do Anything for Love? Or... <laughs> Paradise on the Dashboard. Par- Paradise by the Dashboard. By the dashboard light. Yeah, or uh, Bad Out of Hell, either one or two. Um, so I'd say it's uh, true. Bad Out of Bell Pepper, it was not true. No, wait. Is this one of the ones that you can't remember if it was true or false? It's true. Yes. It's true. Where, where did this study happen? Um, I dumbed it down for myself so it didn't sound su- too specific because I've learned that. Right, so right, I just right. have a study at a university in England, but... Oh, in England. Yeah. They, what is an official know? one. Do you know that we play music, uh, classical music for our dog, Penny? And for Jamie. And for Jamie. And my reasoning was is because they say with, with, with toddlers, real human <laughs> toddlers, that they can be smart. You know, that it promotes like brain function. Mm-hmm. And I think Penny's getting smarter. Yeah. I mean, I Penny's believe that. I think, I think animals like music. Yeah. So and I, I believe smarter. <laughs> but I don't believe if you blast meatloaf music your plants are going to be thriving anytime soon i thought i remember hearing a study that um they did play classical music for plants and the plants did grow more like they 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 had more of a growth with classical music well that's interesting i would do anything for spuds (laughs) mackenzie all right um is that it are we done that's That's all she wrote That is all we wrote. That is all we talked about. All right, this has been our comfort food episode. If you want to find out anything that we've talked about today, you can go to our show page. That can be found at hungry-girl.com slash foodcast. We love you so much, and we send daily emails every single day. That's Monday through Friday. If you want to sign up, you can go to hungry-girl.com slash subscribe, or just go to our homepage. You'll see messaging everywhere. If you want to call and leave us a question, you can do that. Mike checks messages every few hours. Here's the number. 805-380-8075. That's 805-380-8075. And actually, I now have an alert on my phone Ah! that tells me if we got a new message. Oh, that's so cute. I know. Also, you could follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Obvious Places. Um, we love to hear from you. Send us messages. Let us know what you think of our podcast. Um, we'll be back next Friday with more antics and excitement and things that you can chew. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Can oh. we go eat now? Yes. Time to eat. Okay. Signing off from Hungryland. I am Lisa Lillian, also known as Hungry Girl. Till next time, chew the right thing. <laughs>